What's cracking? Big dogs. Welcome bike to the channel. Welcome bike to headquarters. My name is Nicholas. And that uh that welcome bike sign. Listen, I don't know how to fix my camera settings to make it not like that. But it came out really fucking cool right now, and I'm gonna let that run. So I apologize if that's distracting, but I'm hoping that the content that I feed you today uh, will distract you from the distraction. So as we are working on our season-long content, as we are working on the season-long draft guide, which will be dropping in about a month, we have been working with a new web development agency to absolutely undergo and reconstruct the uh, the draft guide website on BDGE. Dot store. You can go pre-order the draft guide right now, which will have all of our rankings and all the all the good stuff for your season-long drafts in there. But the actual uh, launch of it, when you'll be getting the content itself, will be about a month from now. But y'all are not drafting right now, so you don't need it right now. But you do need this content to help you prepare for the rest of the offseason, the trends that happen, okay? So we're getting into our early, early rankings of all the different positions. We're going to start with the running backs because I know that shit slaps on YouTube, okay? We're trying to get that SEO up. So today we're going to start off with just the elite tier of fantasy running backs for the 2021 season. All right. We're going to go through rankings one through six today. We're going to go through seven through 12 tomorrow. So you will have our BDGE top 12 RB1s for the 2021 fantasy football season by the time you're done watching our videos tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe, though. It's the only way you're going to get back and see tomorrow's video. All right, it's a little subscribe button right underneath the video. It says subscribe on it. So if y'all are uh, unblind, anti-blind, that that's what that looks like. Okay, if you're blind, then uh, you should probably just listen to the podcast, which will also be linked down below. That's enough for me, as is usually the case. So let us tuck our shirts in. Stop yelling. And let's eat. <laughs> As we're going through the rankings, Tony will start to slide up a little, little pretty chart that I made for you guys that has my ranking, the player, uh, and the underdog ADP. If you're not already drafting on underdogfantasy.com, that's where we get the sharpest ADP. That's where we help continue to understand the trends and the movements of the players this summer. So underdogfantasy.com, the link for the app will be right down below. Come draft with us. When you use promo code BDGE, you're going to get $25 in your account when you deposit. Okay, so here's number one. And this should come as no surprise. Not sure why. Some part of me wanted to say with no chagrin. I heard the word chagrin like yesterday, and I actually I don't even know what it means. But I wanted to say number one is going to come with no chagrin. Someone let me know what the fucking word chagrin means in the comment section, please. It should come with no chagrin that RB1 for 2021 is Christian McCaffrey. And we're going to lead it off with, a, with the uh, tweet from, from Tags, from Mike Tagliari over at Fantasy Pros. Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, and Derrick Henry. What do these four running backs have in common? They are the only running backs who finished with more 24.8 or more PPR point performances than Christian McCaffrey last year. Christian McCaffrey played in three games, okay? In his league winning year in 2019, Christian McCaffrey averaged 25.7 fantasy points per game. Last year in 2020, he only played in three games, but he averaged 27.2. So he won your leagues for you two years ago, and then he started to do even better better he was gonna be wasn't just gonna win your league he was going to eviscerate your league mates you probably they probably wouldn't want to play fantasy with you ever again had christian mccaffrey stayed healthy last year you're all wearing hardware okay some of you if you're as skilled as me and you had christian mccaffrey as your rb1 and you lost them and you had nick chubb and austin eckler and you still win the championship you know it's 
some people come away with uh with hardware regardless you know not like i'm gonna win it this upcoming year so congrats scott for that but we look at christian mccaffrey will his injuries carry over this year no it was it was an ankle sprain it was a little bit of a shoulder injury by the time he was healthy and could uh could get back on the field they were they were terrible right there's no reason to push your star running back who you just signed to an extension to a fat extension to be your workhorse to be your featured guy listen he'll be 100 percent for 2021 and he 100 should be your 101 for 2021 number two tier break number two dalvin cook dalvin cook is pretty much c-mac who can't really stay on the field for uh, a full 16 weeks and it's going to be a little bit harder this year with 17 weeks on the on the schedule he has played 14 games in each of the previous two seasons he set career highs in 2020 okay so he was really good two years ago he got even better this upcoming year 312 carries 22.3 per game okay so you think of dalvin cook you don't really think of him as like this big statured back but it doesn't fucking matter because in minnesota they're giving him over 22 carries per game rushing yards career high 1557 yards per carry 5.0 Rushing touchdown, 16, okay? His receiving numbers dipped a tiny bit last year as compared to the year before on a per-game basis, but nothing too noticeable. And the other thing is, like, even, even if you think, you know, 16 rushing touchdowns is very hard to come by. Last year was just a crazy year by all accounts when it comes to rushing scores for the, the running back position as a whole. Even if you think those are going to come down, what's crazy is I was looking at the receiving numbers. It's about time Dalvin Cook got in the fucking end zone by way of catching the ball okay he has caught just one touchdown over the last two years you look at his total receiving numbers over the last two years 117 targets 97 catches 880 receiving yards one single touchdown okay like that doesn't happen you don't you don't catch one touchdown on 97 catches okay this ain't fucking dj moore this is dalvin cook so there should be almost no change to this offense in 2021 kubiak's out but a new Kubiak is in. Their offense is going to run through like two to three players, Dalvin Cook being two to three of them. If he's healthy for a full year, he's got every bit of league-winning upside that that C-Mac gives you realistically. So Dalvin Cook at number two, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, that's his underdog ADP. That's his, the BDGE RB rank. I mean, both of them are about as sharp of numbers as you could possibly find on the interwebs. Number three in our elite tier of fantasy running backs for 2021. It's none other than the king. Mr. Derrick Henry, okay? At this point, Derrick Henry, like, low-key might be the safest pick in fantasy football. You add Julio to the roster, and I don't know how any defense is going to plan on game planning against this offense. Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and a mobile Ryan uh, Tannehill. It's, it's, it's going to be really fucking ugly. So the reason I put Derrick Henry at three as opposed to one or two, I look at it by way of ceiling, okay? Every once in a while, every couple of years, you have a player that comes around that can straight up win you your league, right? Like you can you can hit with a couple guys, a couple really good players, and you and you have an elite team. And that is where Derrick Henry kind of fits into the puzzle of a fantasy team. However, when you come around to the guys that can single-handedly, you know, put you into the the money spots in your league, right? Third, second, first place, just by way of having them on your fucking roster, you do not pass over those guys okay it was Todd Gurley a couple of years ago it's been C-Mac for the last couple of years maybe Dalvin Cook ascending into that territory when we talk about those guys we talk about guys who if they hit their ceiling if everything breaks right and they hit the ceiling of what they could be for fantasy football not something unrealistic something that we've already seen C-Mac basically do and these other guys do if they hit that elite potential they're winning you your league or at worst case scenario getting you into the playoffs with a really fucking solid spot so you don't pass on those guys. With Derrick Henry, if he hits his best case scenario, if he hits his league winning potential, it's what he did last year. Like we just saw him hit his 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 ceiling for fantasy football. And that was 2,000 yards 
rushing and 17 rushing scores. Okay. Even, even though he is a, an elite player and he puts up elite stats, he doesn't bring you the elite ceiling because he does not catch passes. So that's the reason I have him down at number three, right? He could be a beast for your fantasy team. I'm not saying he's a bad fantasy pick down at number three. He just doesn't have, you know, when you start to shift over into the PPR categories, half PPR, full PPR, the gap between the points per game from a C-Mac or a Dalvin Cook down to a Derrick Henry start to become more and more noticeable, even with 2,000 yards rushing and 17 rushing scores, okay? That's the crazy part. So as long as he's not getting the receiving work, and there's literally no reason for you to argue that he should be getting more receiving work this year, because we People have been doing that for four straight years, and they've clearly shown us that it's not going to happen. That's just what Derrick Henry is. Uh, the other thing is, you know, Arthur Smith is gone. And uh, right now, the cool thing is to say that Arthur Smith was this offensive genius, and he might be a very good offensive-minded coach. And I'm happy to have him in Atlanta because I think he more likely than not, he's probably a good offensive coach. I'm not too concerned with that when it comes to Derrick Henry. could care less, really. I, I would rather let the talent of the, of the players on the field dictate how successful an offense is going to be. You think Julio, AJB, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill are going to fail because Arthur Smith is not there? That ain't going to be the fucking case. So I, I won't take, I won't argue with you taking Derrick Henry as high as you possibly want. You know, you want to take him at two? Sure. You want to take him at one? I w- Maybe I get a little bit fucking angry at you. You know, don't do that. But listen, it's just not personally what I would do because I would never pass on elite ceiling players that straight up win your fantasy league. I just don't think Derrick Henry can get there. Unless this is a standard league, then I think he's probably on par with some of those uh, league-winning guys, which brings us to number four, who has the talent of a league-winning player, but the obvious the obvious reason that he's getting pushed down to the bottom of the elite tier of these fantasy running backs, uh, Saquon, is this ACL tear. And he is the running back four in our rankings. He is also the running back four in underdogs current ADP. Now, he tore more than just his ACL. He tore his ACL very early in the beginning of the season last year but he also fucked up his meniscus and some other parts of the knee which meant those needed to get operated on or those needed to get healed and rehabbed on before he could operate on the acl which pushes the surgery for the acl back a month which pushes the rehab for the acl back a month which is the reason you're hearing these rumors and reports of them not like pushing him early on in the season but everything i've seen from fantasy twitter from the doctors on twitter who actually, you know, are real doctors in real life, don't have a worry about him, right? He's cutting, he's moving, his timetable looks to be lining up with the beginning of the season. And again, the injury is just what, you know, maybe he doesn't get back as fast as we want him to get back. And maybe he does have a limited workload for the first month of the season. Uh, He's still very much worth, you know, a top five pick. Because you look at Jason Garrett, and he's always been someone that uses a workhorse. Don't expect that to be any different with Saquon here. They've got no one behind Saquon to take touches, to push him in the beginning of the season. If they wanted to give him, you know, 10, 12 touches a game for the first month and let somebody else take some, like they don't really have a guy that they probably trust to do that week in and week out. The offensive line was not good last year. Okay. That is that is probably the real concern here with Saquon. They were they were pretty bad all around, right? Especially pass blocking. But that's something that's probably not talked about enough. But when you look at like Saquon, I think I mean he's he's a guy that's gonna make guys miss regardless. So he's not someone that like, you know, he's not a ground and pound like Zeke, where it's like you open up the line. And that's how he gets his yards. Like, you get a really good offensive line. He has good bursts and gets through. Like, Saquon's a guy who makes guys miss. So, the offensive line, while it is a problem, and you'd obviously rather have good holes and big offensive line and then whatever the fuck may be, uh, you don't necessarily need it with Saquon Barkley, okay? Just get him in space. That's that's the that's the bigger concern. Will Jason Garrett get Saquon Barkley in space? Don't really have to worry about the offensive line opening up a bunch of holes. Just never forget, never, ever forget Saquon Barkley went for 2,000 yards from scrimmage as a rookie. I can't wait for him to come bike and people to part, start fucking putting respect on his name again. Same thing with Zeke. Zeke is my number five. And I went back and forth on this one a lot, man. I was like, eh, you know, do I, do I want to put Zeke all the way up at number five? Is that a risky pick? I feel like he should be a bottom end RB1 based on what we saw last year. 
but I put him at number five, underdog ADP, currently number six. So this is the first difference that we have switched up between the rankings and the underdog ADP. And here's the reality of the fucking situation. The things that do not matter. You thinking Tony Pollard is better than Ezekiel Elliott and what your thoughts on Ezekiel Elliott's contract are. Those things do not matter. The things that matter is how Dallas is going to use Ezekiel Elliott in 2021. He is signed through 2026. Was it a bad contract? Horrible. But why don't we jump bike into what I just said about things that don't matter? What you and I think about Zeke's contract doesn't fucking matter. He is signed through 2026 because he was signed to be their workhorse. We've all seen the splits up, up at this point. It's kind of like fucking nauseating, repeating them over and over again. It's clockwork. But in the five games with Dak Prescott at quarterback, in 2020, Ezekiel Elliott posted 26.2, 19.2, 14.8, 14.5, 23 fantasy points. Half PPR, that is 19.5 points per game, would have been the RB4 last season. He was on a 16-game pace of 1,720 yards from scrimmage and 19.2 touchdowns, okay? His 2019 numbers, 1,777 yards from scrimmage, 14 touchdowns. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The biggest question is not whether or not Zeke is washed. He was exactly the same player last year as he was the previous three years. When you just look at the numbers in terms of who he was as a running back, right? You'll see the yards per carry number dip. The middle column, 4'1", 4'7", 4'5", down to 3.9 last year. That is why everyone's like, oh, he's washed, doesn't look good, he looks like shit. When you look at juke rate, when you look at PFF elusive rating, it's right on par with where he has been the last three, four years of his time in Dallas. What's the big change there? The run-blocking offensive line, okay? It was not Zeke. Zeke is not a guy who's super elusive. He's not Saquon. He's not someone who it doesn't matter what your run-blocking unit looks like because he's going to make a ton of guys miss. He does need a good offensive line in order to, you know, be the elite option. The problem was their offensive line. It had been such a staple for his dominance for so long. And it's a great sign for the Cowboys as John Machota, whatever his fucking name is, says right here, Cowboys to have Dak Prescott, Tyron Smith, and Lyle Collins all on the field together during team drills at the start of OTAs. Their offensive line was decimated, okay? Their offensive line was a problem last year. I expect it to be much, much better this year. Ezekiel Elliott is back to being the workhorse, man. You look at the NFL beat reporters. You look at everything coming out of camp. The top five Cowboys standouts from OTAs, Lamb, Dak, Zeke. Listen, you're going to hear everything this time of the year about how everybody's in the best shape of their lives i'd rather and i don't buy into that but i'd rather hear that than saying like oh he looks a little bit out of shape oh he needs to get up to speed because he had been fucking vacationing as something that we've heard from zeke's camp uh, a few times in his career right coming out of the summer coming out of the spring into the summer into camp we're like oh zeke looks a little fucking chubby zeke's, zeke's been in mexico zeke's doing this at least he's coming in he's getting buzz immediately right he's probably heard a lot of the stuff over the last year the contract sucks he sucks tony pollard's better than him He's going to come in with a fucking vengeance. Zeke is the guy you need to be drafting at five. I wanted to put Jonathan Taylor here, and the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, you know, Jonathan Taylor is going to get fewer snaps than Zeke. Jonathan Taylor is going to catch way fewer passes. Again, like if you look at the splits going back to when Deke was on, uh, Dak was under center, Zeke Elliott was on, on pace for like over 85 targets. He was getting like six targets a game. It was, it was really, really, really high numbers. And I don't know if I expect that to be the staple of their offense going forward, but he's definitely not going to be in that like 25, 30, 35 range that he was in the beginning of the year. I would expect him to catch at least 50 passes this year. And that's what puts him over the edge as, as an elite running back for me. And the last guy in this tier, the last guy in the top six for fantasy running backs in 2021 is drum roll Alvin we'll let animal take it away <laughs> Alvin Kamara I'm not mad let's go let's go really so Kamara sits tentatively at number six for me 
I am operating under the assumption that Jameis Winston will be the quarterback for the Saints in 2021. Despite what you might think, I do think that gives their offense a little bit more stability, right? It gives them a, a more like real NFL offense stability, which I think is good for Alvin Kamara. The only concern you have here is what happens. I, I actually truly, truly believe this is going to be a quarterback by committee. I think Jameis Winston is going to be the quarterback for, you know, 80% of the snaps. And then when they're in the red zone, when they're in the 10 zone, when they're inside the five yard line, Taysom Hill is going to take a lot. Of, I don't think he'll be on the field every time they get down there, but I think he's going to take a lot of those. And that might hurt Kamara's touchdown upside because Kamara's been so good over the last four years, however long he's been in the league, because a lot of the touchdown totals he's had year in and year out were like 12, 14, 18 touchdowns, like a ridiculous, ridiculous amount. And if Taysom Hill's on there and now he steals a touchdown, you know, even if it's every other game, that could that could add up to six, eight touchdowns total on the year that Kamara is no longer getting. He did run in three scores, right? Uh, Taysom Hill was the starter for four games last year. In those four games, Kamara had three rushing touchdowns. So not terrible. I know a lot of you guys are going to say, oh, but the target, did you see the target numbers when Taysom Hill was a quarterback? Again, I'm operating under the assumption that under normal downs, under normal, in normal field position between the 20s, whatever, Jameis Winston will be on the field, which means in my mind, the targets for Kamara will be there. I, I still think this offense runs through Kamara, right? That's how it's been for the last like three or four years. And I don't expect like a massive change. Yes, Jameis Winston has a bigger arm than Drew Brees, but if you think just because he's got more arm power, you think they're just going to let him fucking rip like he did in Tampa Bay and just turn the ball over whenever he wants and throw it into fucking whatever window he wants to, it ain't happening, okay? It's going to be a, a more subdued version of Jameis Winston, maybe a higher A dot for a guy like Michael Thomas. Yes, we like to hear that. But for Kamara, I still think he is the main beneficiary of Jameis Winston being under center. He'll still see a lot of dump offs because this offense, I mean, for like the 75th straight year in a row, they just decided not to add another wide receiver to the roster. So again, it's Kamara, it's Michael Thomas, and it's Jameis. Winston throwing them the ball. So the big concern is what happens down by the red zone, what happens down on the goal line. It is a concern. It is a concern. It gives me pause. We'll listen to the reports. We'll listen to what happens throughout the summer, and Kamara will move up and down accordingly. Um, he probably does not have the elite ceiling he used to, but listen, this is a list of my uh, fantasy running back rankings. Kamara was the number one overall ranked player last year, finished as the number one overall ranked player last year, and now he's down at number six. So that's kind of factoring in what we think is going to be ripped bike from him in this upcoming season. He is still an RB1. He's still someone who's going to catch a ton of passes. He's still someone that should score a higher than average number of touchdowns. And uh, and yeah, that's it, man. I, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of you guys are probably going to end up fading Kamara. And I, I don't know if I blame you just because there's a lot of moving parts and there are guys behind him that have probably uh, a little bit more stability to them. But in PPR leagues, man, it's it's really hard to let go of Kamara because he's shown to be, uh, he's not just a product of the system, man. He's a great pass catcher. He's a great runner. He's a great goal linebacker. And he's, he's the complete package there. So I they already have a system and a coach that know how to use him. It's not like anything's changing in that front. So yeah, Kamara wraps up number six tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, as long as you are subscribed, you will see number seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So hit that subscribe button down below. While you're down there, if you enjoyed the video, hit the button that looks like this. It's, it's not like this. It's like this. Flip it upside down. And uh, that would be called the thumbs up button. Would be much appreciated. Be much, 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 much appreciated. And I appreciate y'all hanging out with me today for this video. That's all I got. If you're on the podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a rating and review. I love y'all. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. 
break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.